This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast Weekly Rundown. My name is Adam Glenn, joined by my buddy Dax Holt. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Ready for the weekend. Ready to get through our stories. A lot of good stuff going on this. Well, a lot of stuff went on this week. Yeah, we try to kind of give you the top 10 stories of the week. So uh, get you ready for the weekend. Try to make it easy so you don't have to go to a bunch of different websites or hear a bunch of different stories. We're going to tell you the top 10 stories of the week and uh, in the entertainment news world and give uh, our little take on it. Before we get to that, we actually read reviews from you guys live on air. Dax, tell me something. All right. This one comes from Freehouse. Glad I found you. Five stars. Listen to you on Juicy Scoop, and I had to follow you. Cannot wait to listen to your past and future episodes. Love it. God, we got so many new subscribers from Juicy Scoop. Thank you, Heather McDonald. God, yes. like massive shout out to her. Like <laughs> yeah. they still roll in. It's crazy because I think people are still going back in her archive, and then they find our show, and then they cross over. It's dope. Love it. All right. This one comes from uh, another one. <laughs> Whitney Starr, listen to you on Juicy Scoop, listen to you guys on Juicy Scoop podcast, and now love listening to all of your episodes. Hell yeah. Thank you, Whitney. One more. And one more. Oh, my God. It's literally another Juicy Scoop. Totally fun podcast. Uh, Five stars. Found you guys on Juicy Scoop. And remember you from back in the day when I was obsessed with TMZ. Super fun podcast. You make this crazy world a bit lighter. Keep up the good work. Annette from Texas. Hey, Annette. Yes, thank you for putting your name in the comment. Um, so it's not just a um, a user-generated name that I get to read. It's your actual name. So thank you to all of you who have left comments or reviews. Really, really appreciate it. If you need to find where to do that, go to iTunes, find our show page, scroll to the bottom, leave a review there. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, Adam. we're going to make it quick, Dax. Start with number 10. Number 10. Oh, this one's interesting. So uh, Tish Cyrus debuting a new relationship with Dominic Purcell, you know, you remember Dominic Purcell, obviously, yeah. fighter, actor. He was dating Angela, uh, Annalyn McCord for like years and years and years. So it's funny, when I first saw this story, I saw Cyrus and Dominic Purcell, and I thought it was Miley Cyrus dating him. You Legit. know what? It's a, I could see that. I think you would imagine that it could be, uh, you would think it would be Miley, but it's Tish, and it's kind of, this is a interesting relationship. It kind of works. I didn't. I would never expect it. I'm curious how it kind of, you know, panned out and how they kind of came together. But Tisha is a good-looking woman. She is a good-looking woman. So, uh, just if anyone's wondering, age. Uh, she is 55. He's 52. I didn't realize that he was even in his 50s. Like. Again, this him dating Annalyn McCord has completely like warped my my mindset of like his age for some reason. Um, but the two of them seem pretty cozy. They were holding hands um, and, and on some Instagram photos. His youngest daughter, Lily, posted a picture of them kind of like arm in arm. Uh, and, and keep in mind, this is right on the heels of Billy Ray Cyrus and his um, the love of his life. What was her name again? Uh, it's it's uh, some, it was something it's something interesting. Fire, Fire Rose. Rose. Yeah. yeah, Fire Rose. Them getting engaged, her flashing off a ring. Now suddenly, um, you know, Tish is out there with her new boyfriend, which is funny 
because this comes on the heels of our episode from Wednesday um, with Bobby, who basically said, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. One person, you know, they get out of a relationship. One person then posts all of their new relationship photos. And then suddenly the other person has to post all their relationship photos. You know, they don't want to look like the one that's lame. Yeah, Purcell dated Annalyn McCord from 2011 to 2020. That's a long time. I, uh, shout out to Annalyn McCord because she's been on the podcast. Thank you to her. But this is um... – No, no, no. Not only has she been on the podcast, we had to split her episode into a two-part series because it was so good that we couldn't, like, hang up the phone with her. It was one of the most unbelievable episodes we've ever had, her getting into her past and some of the traumas she's gone through. Like, so, like, us we, we should have got, like – we should have got a, like a I don't know a, a podcast award or something. I don't know what you get, but we we should have got one for that episode. It was so well, good. The interesting about Anna McCord is like we covered her so much in the news. Like on our we were on two different sides. We were covering her, and it was sort of like back and forth, and it wasn't really the most positive stuff. But it was cool to have like this fluid conversation, kind of talk about that time mm-hmm. when we were kind of covering her. Um, so that was good. But this story with Tish Cyrus and Dominic Purcell, I did not expect this. You know, it was kind of like out of the blue. It's like, whoa, Instagram mm-hmm. official. But we didn't know they were dating. But two good-looking people, glad they're happy. I'm glad she gets to like – after what Billy Ray Cyrus did with like People Magazine and his new young fiance, I'm glad she's like kind of getting out there. All right. number. Get it, girl. Get, get it. it. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> number nine. Uh, Colin Gosling. Uh, this is one of the, you know – Kate plus eight kids, Colin Gosling says he hasn't spoken to his siblings in years. So he had this whole sit down with ET's Kevin Frazier. He's 18 now, by the way. Did you realize that those those kids are 18? Not only that, that the sextuplets are 18, and then the two older twins, the two girls, are 22 years old now, Karen and Madeline. Yeah, that's they're adults. Where the hell did the time go with those? They were tiny little kids when they were on TV. Yeah. I can't believe it's been that long. So Colin opened up about his relationship. So what happened was he was institutionalized back in 2016. And I guess because of that, he kind of ended his relationship with his mom and went. And when he got out, he then went to go live with his dad, John and his sister, Hannah. And I guess because he went to go live with his dad, that severed his relationship with his other siblings. So he says, I haven't spoken to my siblings in probably five or six years now. But he then went on to say, like, I would love to come together one day, have dinner, talk, just have a relationship and catch up on things that we've lost, the time that we lost. Uh, but he does. He says he's not going to be the first one to like reach out. He goes, I, I'm going to let that be on them because I want it to be on their time. He's like, maybe they're not ready for it. When they're ready, they can reach out and I will come with open arms. Yeah, it's uh, first of all, I can't believe it's been 18 years, but it's it is a weird, sad story. It's I mean. I here's the thing when I think about Kate and John, you know Kate and John and mm-hmm. Kate plus eight, whatever that show is. I kind of always felt bad for John for some reason. You know, I just feel like he had a tough. He went through some tough things. Do Do you feel like that, or was he just not a, the best of people? I think he was kind of a douchebag, but. Um, you remember because the whole reason that it ended was he was like caught cheating on her. See, I don't even remember that. I, you know, again, this was 18 years ago. I don't remember he was caught cheating this, on her. But this I was, he was a hanging huge, up like a low it was man a, that was getting weird. It was a huge story. He was literally caught out in his little like white, I don't remember, like a little white car, 
go into a hotel or something, if I'm remembering correctly. And that's what kind of was the beginning of the end of that relationship. I mean, clearly there were problems when you watch that show. It wasn't the healthiest relationship. And maybe this was just his way of getting out of it. I, I don't know. I, I don't I really don't know. Um but I think them being apart was much healthier for everyone involved. Yeah, I will say this. Kate Goslin, very attractive in person. She had quite the transformation. Maybe the best transformation <laughs> yeah. of all time. For Well, Mama June also. Uh, massive transformation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she was... She was still Mama June when you saw her in person. Like, oh, you look good for Mama June. <laughs> you know, Kate Gosling was actually like good looking. Like, I don't. She wasn't. She was a very, very attractive. A little bit weird ish, but very attractive. And then there was always the stories. I mean, we always had the stories. This is all alleged that she was always with this one bodyguard during every time she came to New York. Yeah, she dated the bodyguard. So was that? Did that was that official that she was yeah, the bodyguard? Okay, I didn't know if that was the out. bodyguard for a little bit. Yeah, no, no, that that was out okay, for a while. But we didn't know. You know, the crazy part is, for a while we it wasn't out, and we were like, "Oh, something's going on here between her and the bodyguard." Mm-hmm. But she was very attractive in person. We were, I think we were all like shocked. But I just remember this was like in the beginning days when I first got into this, you know, industry. Like, she was the big get to get. Mm-hmm. Like she, she was, it was a big deal because that's where she was going through the divorce. Yeah. She changed up her hair remember she had this whole like makeover where they got rid of that like short hair in the back long hair in the front she got like extensions they put some makeup on her like she just looked like a completely different person from the the reality show again they did the same thing with mama june mama june you're not giving her credit that woman had an insane transformation anyway yeah all right well kate goslin's now living in north carolina she's got no plans of returning to reality television and she's just uh living her life down there pretty interesting all right number eight uh number eight prince william and kate middleton make their first u.s trip in eight years and this is right on the back of this whole racism controversy that is going on back home number one i didn't realize that they haven't been here since 2011 I don't know why, just oh, never crossed my mind. I would if you would have asked me, I'd have been like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure that they've been here." Apparently not. So they're coming out for the Earthshot Prize Awards. Um, I guess that's why they're here. But uh, there's been a whole controversy back in London um, after uh, an aide at Buckingham Palace resigned for um, unacceptable and deeply regrettable remarks to a black executive visiting Buckingham Palace. So the the woman is the godmother to Prince William. Her name is Lady Susan Hussey, I believe is how you say her name. She served as uh, Queen Elizabeth's lady-in-waiting for six decades and was identified by British media as the aide who made the remarks at the palace on Tuesday where she reportedly or repeatedly asked a black British charity founder where she was really from and so apparently the it comes in as where did you really come from where do your people come from and where did you first come from um and so the palace did not look lightly on this they said racism has no place in our society these comments were unacceptable it's the right that the individual concerned has stepped down um and then obviously kensington palace denounced the incident and said that it was unacceptable but that um you know was right so prince william and kate flew out they landed in boston what was interesting is they went to a celtics game and they are courtside at the celtics game like i didn't picture them going to a basketball game that's crazy no 
Yeah, no, it's uh, – I wonder what the security was like around them because that – I mean presidents have gone to like public – but that's like a very public uh, – I don't know. And they it's, put them on the jumbotron. Yeah. But, so I mean, like they have to they, – you, you got to acknowledge them. I mean they're – it's a king. A future king. Future king. He's prince still. But, he's <laughs> king. but yeah, and apparently there was – you know, they put him on the, the – the the Tron, the Globotron, or whatever it is. What'd you call mm -hmm. it? The Globotron? Jumbotron. Jumbotron. I thought you said Globotron. Uh the Jumbotron. And like people started being a little bit weird. They're chanting out USA, USA. So I mean it did probably get weird a little bit, but I'm curious about well, because the security I, detail there. Yeah, maybe just because of like all the soccer games going on yeah. and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but it's uh man. The drama in the castle. It just doesn't end, and people. It doesn't love end. This. Um, it's always. It doesn't drama. seem. It's constant drama. It doesn't seem like the uh, he will be seeing Prince Harry though during his three day stay in the states. You don't. You would think he's so. gonna go see his home, like what, the way he's living out there, his brother. But obviously, there's still yeah. tension there. Um, we don't know the truth. Will we ever get the truth? We're only gonna get one side because I don't see. Listen, I am on season whatever five of the Crown. Show is so fascinating. <laughs> Again, I don't know how much of it is actually real. It's supposed to be just based on it. But then, like, they make Prince Charles look terrible on this latest season because it's all like the Diana season. Yeah. It is such a fascinating show. I love it. All right. I'm so obsessed. Next story, number seven. Uh, Julie Chrisley saying she never intentionally did anything she wasn't supposed to. Um, this is, she got on basically her her daughter's podcast, which is called the uh, Savannah's Unlocked Podcast, and this was all taped before the sentencing and aired on Tuesday. She sat down talking about, listen, I you know I think about the situation that we're dealing with right now, and I'm thinking about that I've never gone out there and hurt a soul. I have never gone out here and intentionally tried to do anything that I wasn't supposed to do. And look where I'm standing right now. And then she continued, if I can't help you, uh, then I don't want to hurt you. Like if you did something to me, I want God to bless you and to move on. If you're not supposed to be in my life, then bless you and move on. Um, and she says she isn't holding on to any bitterness or anger or resentment. How could I? Um, it's not going to get me anywhere, essentially. And then, you know, she they break down a lot of the relationship that she's had with her friends and family throughout the years. And it sounds like to kind of sum it up that a lot of her friends that she's known for like 20 years haven't reached out to her throughout all of this. And that's like really painful to her. She's like, how have I been here for all of my friends? And now the second that all of this goes down, my friends are just gone and they're not calling me. They're not reaching out. She's like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Kind of sad, sad seeing it from the other side. I mean, again, you, you do dumb stuff and you, you get dumb consequences, but I still feel bad on a personal level for her of like, damn, your own, your own friends aren't there for you. That sucks, man. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I, I've, I feel bad for the kids. It's a shitty situation that she's going through, but this is what happens when you do something illegal. My question is, is do you think she knew what was going on or like obviously it wasn't – she's saying she wasn't – wasn't her attention. But do you think she knew what was going on or did it just – like Teresa Judice, do you think she knew what was going on, or and she just kind of because Listen, she signed the papers? The only one I think I, I think didn't I think Erica, what's what her face is from Housewives of Beverly Hills, 
I could see her not knowing because the company was so big. But some of these other ones, I'm like, I don't know. You had to have some inkling that shit was going down, right? Yeah, it's I, – I, I just – I don't think – I, I, I guess – I hope she wasn't there I, trying to hurt someone, but you wonder I, if she was just in the know, hey, we're doing something a little bit shady. We could get in trouble, and then she gets in trouble, and I don't know. I, I But I wish yeah. she actually would say that and you know, and be more specific. Like her comments that she, she said on the podcast, I was still a little lost with it. I was still a little confused. I wish she just said mm-hmm. more directly, like, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. I didn't know what was going on. This is, I'm not, but she probably can't say something like that, especially be, it was be, taped before yes, the sentencing. Right. So she can't – she's going to screw herself over by saying something really dumb out there. And then, you know, it comes back, bites her in the ass, and she goes to jail even longer, you know? Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Number six. All right. Samuel L. Jackson going after Quentin Tarantino and all his negative Marvel comments. Remember, Samuel L. Jackson worked with Quentin and Pulp Fiction, and then Samuel has been all over all of the Marvel movies. He plays Nick Fury in those movies. And uh, if you remember, or if you haven't heard, Quentin Tarantino suggested that the Marvel properties and its characters are the draw for moviegoers, not the performers themselves. He said, you have all these actors who have become famous playing these characters, you know, like um, he said, but they're not movie stars, right? Captain America is the star or Thor is the star. So he's basically saying it doesn't matter who plays them. It's not about the actor. It's just the characters that are so big. Um, A lot of people in the Marvel world really pissed over this. Um, And so uh, we had um, Samuel L. Jackson. He went on The View on Tuesday and he said, look, it takes an actor to be those particular characters. And the sign of a movie stardom has always been what? Asses in seats. What are you talking about? So clearly pissed off. He goes, listen, it's, you know, Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. You can't refute that. He is a movie star. So Samuel pissed off. Um, and, and I like that he's willing to speak up because we all know that he he's close to Quentin Tarantino and him being like, why would you why would you degrade my other jobs? Yes, it's not Pulp Fiction, but it's a fucking great job that gets a lot of attention and the Avengers movies are some of the highest grossing movies of all time. Is it actually the highest grossing movie is Endgame the highest grossing movie of all time. I don't know. I forget what the actual one is right now. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not I'm, mad at Quentin Tarantino for his comments because he's a different type of director. He, he actually said that I will never direct a comic book, a Marvel type movie. That's just not his thing. I mean, yeah, but that's fine. Don't, but you don't need a shit on it. Like, those movies do really well. Okay, and I looked it up, by the way. Uh, Endgame is the second highest grossing movie of all time with $2.7 billion. Avatar is still number one with $2.9. But again, it was also out 10 years earlier, so given another 10 years and it might surpass Avatar. Um, and then, you know, who else was really pissed was Shang-Chi actor yeah. Simu Liu. I feel if I'm saying his name right, I'm really sorry if I'm not. Um, he, he basically said, look, if the only gatekeepers to movie stardom came from Tarantino and Scorsese, I would never have the opportunity to lead a 400 million plus movie. And he's true. Like if that if, if those are the people that are dictating Hollywood, like no one would have a chance, basically. Yeah. Listen, I. I sort of get both sides. You know, I think Quentin is just kind of talking out of like just a different 
it's show business at the end of the day. You know, I, I think when it comes to a Marvel movie, yeah, there's some good acting in it, but it's not. You know, they're they're going at a, a specific type of audience where guys like Scorsese and Tarantino, they're they're more like old school directors in a way. Like they're they're these are guys like Quentin Tarantino writes his movies, like he puts a lot of work into it. He kind of thinks of a different angle. There's more art to him, but this is a different type of art. You know, this is more. You know. <sighs> It's a different. Type it doesn't of- matter. Like you don't hear I mean, us over here hard. shitting on everyone else's podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Like it's us. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the idea. Is like, dude, let them do them. If 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 someone wants to direct Marvel movies and they and you know Disney wants to keep putting them out, let them do their shit. Quentin, like back the no, fuck up. I don't think he's saying no to it though. He was asked a con- question and he just kind of put his comments on it. And I'm, I'm still sorry. Thinking- I love Marvel, so I am I cannot agree with him whatsoever. <laughs> okay, uh, it's uh, it's uh, no. Listen, I get both sides, but I think it's cool that Samuel Jackson kind of responded back to it, and you know he is yeah. an outspoken, always curses a lot, and I think it's cool that he actually spoke up about it. I think it's. It's good. He spoke up for everyone who's done those type of movies. All right, let's move on. Except he's wrong. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Number <laughs> five. Hillary Burton and Sophia Bush claim that One Tree Hill bosses threaten them into doing a 2006 Maxim shoot. If you were a One Tree Hill fan back in the day, they actually did a whole episode where they were uh, going to be doing a, a Maxim cover and then like a month later, the actual Maxim cover came out. Well, apparently, um, Hillary and Sophia claimed that they were pressured into doing this photo shoot, basically saying that their jobs were threatened. So um, they did um, the Drama Queens podcast and talked about this with Bethany Joy Lentz as well, and saying that, um, you know, Lentz actually claimed that she was that deemed too fat to be on the cover. So she was excluded from the photo shoot, even though she was part of the cast. Um, but they said that, listen, this Maxim storyline was written into the fourth season to attract male viewers. They said that violence on the show and sexiness on the show, they realized that this was starting to really bring in the male audience. Like there was like a, an episode where a girl got punched in the face and all of a sudden their male viewers spiked. So they were like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to do more violence against women or are we going to do more sexy? And so they chose this Maxim storyline. And when none of the women wanted to do it, then um, the, the people behind the show said, no, listen, we're going to start taking away your opportunities. We're not going to let you do press. We're not going to let you step aside to do movies. We're not going to let you do anything else. We will keep you here every single day for as long as we need. So we suggest you go and do this Maxim shoot, essentially. Yeah, it's uh, I remember when this magazine came out because that was the time Maxim was a very big deal when it came out. Uh, the, the photos itself are they're very like showing cleavage type photo. Mm-hmm. Um just wild, you know, the, the business behind the business. It's well, I and I just think like if your main stars are not comfortable with being overly sexualized, like okay, figure out another way to bring in the audience. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like th- that means that your your writing is not good enough or your your scripts need to be adjusted. Like figure out something else. Yeah, I, um, if I ever remember this show was sort of after uh, well, it was sort of after Dawson's Creek, and Dawson's Creek, I think, had a little bit more male viewers. So they're trying to kind of bring in some of those young couples to watch together, and I think it struggled a little bit. But 
I don't know if it worked. I think it's just poor, a stupid thing to do. Like, okay, we're gonna. This is how we're gonna bring in guys. We're gonna make these girls look sexy on the cover. I mean, it didn't work because I mean, yeah. it's just stupid. That's just how dumb they think men oh, are. Oh, and one of the like one of the head guys off the show apparently showed up to the shoot too. So they felt like crazy awkward having to do this sexy photo shoot in front of one of their bosses. So weird. That's uh, a shady industry. All right. Number four. Uh, Will Smith sat down with Trevor Noah. I don't know if you got to watch this whole interview, but this kind of like his first real post Oscar slap interview um, where he's getting a lot of mixed reactions from Hollywood. Some saying that he, they wanted a better apology. He needs more humility. You know, right now he is kind of on this next crusade to get his next movie out there in the public and potentially, um, I don't know, down for another Oscar buzz. Uh, but it's called Emancipation's his new movie. It's all about a slave who has escaped and trying to get across, I, I think, the line, the border lines or something. Um and all this strife and struggle, uh, struggles that he has to go through. Uh, but basically, you know, he 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 dodged a little bit of the questioning from Trevor. You know, basically said, "Look, it. oh, what a miss." Keep well, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on this. Yeah, he basically kind of shifted the blame again and said, "Look, I'm a human. We make mistakes." Didn't ever really mention Chris Rock. Um, just said, you know, listen, you don't always know what's going through someone's life at the time. And I, it kind of just all boiled up at once. And there was a, a fit of rage and kind of left it at that. What 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 is your feeling on this whole thing? I am so I'm not upset because it doesn't involve me personally, but I've you know, I've no this was such a stupid, bad move on Will Smith. I think it's such a bad PR move. I mean, here's your chance to do an interview, be challenged. And you went on a show like The Daily Show because you have a relationship with Trevor Noah. And Trevor Noah even said, I have a bias because we're friends. And it's like, I don't want to see you go and talk with your friend. I want to see you get challenged by a reporter or someone who has no skin in the game and say, hey, tell me what was going on. Because he says – you. He basically said, you know, from my perspective on this is he says, uh, you don't know what was going on through my head that day. I'm like, well, tell us what was going on through your head. He never got specific what was going on through his head. And then he starts to say, like, I saw, you know, I start to see things of my dad hitting my mom. And it was just like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he said, we got to be better to each other. And he never got specific. And how do you not ask the question, have you spoken to Chris? Have you reached out to Chris? How do you not answer that question? It's just mm -hmm. – it's so bad, and I have to give credit to Chris Rock, and uh, Chris Rock has not spoken about the situation since. He hasn't addressed it since. In fact, he went off and did – He's made a couple jokes yeah, on stage, bare, But not real strong jokes about it, you know, and three weeks – I mean maybe two weeks after the incident, he's back on doing stand-up, and he said, I am not going to speak about it, you know, like – and he hasn't spoken about it since. So here's your chance, Will Smith, to actually address it because Chris Rock doesn't have to talk about it. You need to talk about it. You're the one who fucked up. Instead, you where you have a relationship with the person. You aren't challenged. You don't even really address it. And we there's no takeaway from this interview. You know what he needs? Steve motherfucking Hone. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis PR specialist Steve Honig, one of our former guests, who he would say the same thing. He's like, you have to be challenged. You have you can't go out there and do some, you know, little 
bitch interview where no one challenges you because then the audience is left going, okay, you didn't ask any of the, the tough questions. You didn't put their feet to the fire. So like, it's it's still not resolved. Yeah, and it's not even. I said the word challenge. I don't even really mean the word challenge. It's just question. You know, like on mm-hmm. our podcast when we had Kristen Doty on the podcast, and this is right after she got fired from Vanderpump Rules. We didn't really challenge her, but we asked her the questions. We gave her a platform. You know, I wasn't trying to press her button. You know, press her on things. It's more of like, hey, tell me. I just want answers on this stuff. And now I just lost respect more for Will Smith because, again, somehow he had tissues in his pocket because he's planning to cry. And then Trevor Noah, I lost so much respect for you because, dude, here is your chance. Here is your moment. And you didn't do it. At the end of the day, yeah, yeah, you're a comedian, but you're also a journalist when you're the host of The the Daily Show. Yeah. All right. All right. That was my uh, – my, you were really fired up about that shit. <laughs> I was. I was really upset about it. You know what it is? <laughs> I, I look – I think back to like the PR of it, and I think you know, me and you are kind of very uh, knowledgeable of the whole PR landscape because we covered so many different sides of it from you know, re- being the talent to representing talent to being the news part of it that it's just – it bothers me a lot. And this is you – know, he's represented by someone who you – know, Will Smith who should be a very – on top of their game, and it was a huge fuck-up. All right, that's my rent of the week. Number three. This story is wild, but um, co-stars GMA anchors Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. A romance has been revealed, and they're both married. Uh, So this story came up on Daily Mail. Daily Mail did this massive, massive exclusive where they've got all these photos and videos of the two married co-hosts seen out cozying up in – and a New York City bar, spending a romantic weekend upstate, holding hands in an Uber. I mean, they must have had someone taking their photos for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it is clear these two are together. Um, it does sound like even though we say they're married, it sounds like maybe they're uh, they're current marriages have gone down the drain and we just they haven't filed for divorce or something like that i i don't know what the situation is with their current um their current marriages however um this this relationship is crazy steamy and um tons of photos of her like him walking by slapping her ass as she's bent over getting stuff out of the car i mean go to daily mail and look through these photos it's it's just nuts. I haven't seen a story like this in a very long time. Yeah, this is a wild story. In fact, it, it, the wilder part is, you know, Daily Mail obviously knew about something that was going on there, and they worked on the story for months. And then when they got the photos, they waited patiently to even get more photos and to get more content. I mean, there's the one video where obviously someone's in the car shooting through a window, and he's walking by and pats her ass. Um, it's just... And then what happens is the girl, she, she, she takes her Instagram off Instagram, and I'm just curious if they're going to address it and if ABC is going to address it. How does it handle? Is it something that goes into HR where it can affect their job? I don't know. Yes, 100%. I mean, un- unless they already told HR, but if HR is finding out about it, a relationship and they didn't tell them, that is going to come back to bite them in the ass big time. Yeah, this is just crazy. But you know what? There's a lot of times, and I'm not going to get specific names because people 
in in our business decks know some people that were two news anchors that kind of started dating. And I can't and I won't say this in the Facebook group either. Sorry guys, I can't <laughs> say the names because there I have some but there's been news anchors before that have messed around a little bit as they're mm-hmm. in a relationship and these are colleagues. It doesn't end well. And it doesn't end well and there's ones that I mean, it's just a this is just a crazy story. I'm just curious of how it ends and what happens if this is how ABC learned about the story. And I know what I thought was interesting, Dex, that hmm. TMZ didn't even put the story up. They didn't? The TMZ did not do the story on the website. Do you think maybe it's because they don't have access to the photos yet or something? Um, yeah. Like maybe the, maybe there's an exclusive embargo on these photos for like a month or something. And so they don't have anything to use. You know what? Though? Use. You can still use stock photos. You know, you can still use stock. Yeah, but it's it's different seeing the photos of them like out at the bar. I, I'm just thinking like that could be one reason that they didn't do it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's weird. You still have to do the story and you use stock photos and talk about it and say, you know, it's such a big story and it's such a TMZ story that you could kind of hyperlink Daily Mail or something like that. It's just weird that they haven't done the story. And I don't I don't like understand this, why. This is like such a plot line for the morning show yes. right here. Oh, my God. Like, I can just see everyone at Apple being salivating right now because they like to kind of base that show on real life events and stuff. And I I can see them like their writers are working overtime right yeah, now. I wonder, you know, today is Thursday. We're doing this episode on Thursday. The, the, the story broke out on Wednesday afternoon. It's we're doing this episode on Thursday. And I wasn't there, but I wonder how much media was outside Good Morning America today just to get, you know, fire off questions to Michael Strahan or George Stephanopoulos saying, what are your thoughts on this? And obviously they're not going to talk about it. But wow, man, this story GMA is like GMA has kind of over the years dodged a lot of the bullets like, you know. The Today Show with Matt Lauer and all that stuff that went down, like they're the ones that have had all the controversies. GMA has been pretty clean of it. Yeah, this is bad for them. Um, I am reading right here that it is not known when or how TJ or Amy's husband um, learned of the romance, but both couples were sent their separate ways, went their separate ways in August this year, according to sources. So. Um, I guess I guess they are estranged, um, but I'm sure they if both of them uh, went their separate ways in August, I'm guessing um, it was found out that these two were together. You know, we always try to do these episodes in 20 minutes and then it always goes longer. It's impossible. And it's so crazy. This story just gives me like almost like chills, you know, because it's just like, whoa, like, whoa. I had a friend who worked at a bar and July hit me up and said that she saw Amy and TJ at uh the bar and they she was like yeah something's going on there like they must be together and sure enough the story breaks and i mean there's definitely some rumblings there and daily mail must have knew something to have someone working on the story for so long i mean to get those shots in the bar to get the photos at them like patting their ass and then to you know I, you know, I did think it's strange. The I, the only thing I knew, like I I did question when they ran the New York City Marathon together. I was like, uh, this is a little it's weird. It's a little unique. I huh? mean, again, the, it, being co-hosts, 
you like and have got great chemistry on TV, you kind of start to think, oh, is this just a PR opportunity for GMA? Oh, look, a couple of our anchors are out doing the marathon together. It's like that weird dynamic where it could be totally normal or they're banging like crazy. Yeah. All right. Number two. Uh, number two, Pete Davidson and Emily Rajkowski spotted out at the Knicks game courtside. I don't know if this is confirming the relationship. I don't know if this is just a massive PR stunt, which it is, um, or what the deal. But there's no – if you want to be spotted and you want to be seen together, you go sit courtside at a game. Mm -hmm. You are guaranteed to be on TV. You are guaranteed to have your photo taken. It is – the place that if you want to be it's the craigs in the basketball world yeah it's um interesting move they didn't stay the entire game they left i think at like halftime or in the third quarter um so yeah it was interesting that they didn't say the whole game they knew the photo you know they put they put pete on the screen the 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 jumbotron people cheered for him i guess they're like rooting him on like oh my god look who he's hooking up with next just it's it's you know a little I, weird i'm not gonna lie you know you know what i thought was funny was I knew that they were at the game. I've seen all these photos of them at the game. Ben Stiller is sitting right next to Pete and Jordan Sparks is sitting right next to Emily. Had no idea they were there because everyone has cropped the photos and cropped them out. I got one shot like pulled further back and I was like, oh shit, there were more celebs there. You would have never known because everyone was so focused on Pete and Emily. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. But I mean, no one, Jordan Sparks, whatever, but Ben Stiller is, uh, I mean, come on. She's just, it's whatever. But Ben Stiller is sitting right next to her. He's got to be like, what the fuck? The interesting part about it is, so at the game, it was, it was Emily, then Pete, then Ben Stiller and his wife, Christina. And then right next to Christina was Simon Rex. And Simon is very close. Simon, our boy. Simon's our boy. Our former but guest. Simon and this uh, comedian actor, Ricky Velez, they're both very close with Pete. So I don't know why they sat them where Simon and Rick, Simon and Pete, Ricky didn't sit next to Pete and Emily. Like, they're, they're very close. They even hung out the past few nights, but they didn't sit next to each other at the game. Hmm. Maybe it was just, I don't know. See, I was going to try to think of something. I was going to think maybe it's a better PR move to be sitting next to Ben Stiller, even though he got cut out of all the photos. Yeah, they re he really got cut out of the photos. And it's funny. I just knew it was Ben. I saw the salt and pepper hair. And I was like, who's going to be wearing salt and pepper hair in the front row? It would be Ben Stiller and his wife, Christina. So, yeah, I don't know. By if the way, move, but if you never if you want another good episode, go listen to Simon Rex. That one was a great episode. Yeah, Meghan Markle listened to that one. All right. We we, we made a lot of press off yeah, that one. And Meghan Markle checked out the podcast. All right. <laughs> Number one story of the week. Oh, thank God. The Kim Kardashian and Kanye West divorce is settled. Um, uh, and I guess the big takeaway here that everyone is talking about is that uh, Kanye West has agreed to pay Kim $200,000 a month in child support, according to court documents. Um, she is going to keep the obviously the Calabasas house. He has also given her over the house next door to the Calabasas home. Remember, like right after they separated, he like went and bought the house next door and was like, I want to be close to the kids. Well, apparently handed that one over to her. He is going to be keeping his Malibu house. He's going to be keeping two homes in Wyoming. And I guess there's like 300 acres or something like that up in Wyoming that um, he's keeping. Uh, so 
you know, they, they've gone back and forth. This has dragged out for a very long time because Kanye has not really been easy to work with. He's gone through multiple lawyers. Um, and finally, she got to the point where she was like, I'm going to have to go straight to court and have this done through the court, like have a hearing, do the whole thing. And in the, the you know, 11th hour, they finally signed off on this deal. Yeah, this is something that's been uh, going on for a long time. I'm just happy that it's finally done. I mean, it's it's crazy what Kim's going to be getting a month. And it's not like- crazy because it's their lifestyle. So, like, yes, she's worth a lot of money. He's worth a lot of money. Uh, they're they're sharing joint custody. He will be responsible for ca- covering half of their private school tuition, college expenses, medical and dental bills. Um, but you have to realize he still is responsible. She's got the kids for the lion's share of the time. And so $200,000 a month is going to cover some of the bills like uh, protection of the kids, you know, because they have bodyguards that are following them around, you know, so it's not they're not normal people with normal expenses. They have extravagant expenses. And so it's a little for them. That's a, probably a little bit of money. That's that's $200 a month for normal people. Yeah, it's just a wild way to to look at life. Um, yeah, it's a it's a wild way to look at life. It's um, that that's what they spend. So yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, so guys, that's our top ten stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening. It's uh, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure talking <laughs> to you guys. It's been a pleasure working with you guys. Uh, make sure you guys leave a, a review. Just go to i your podcast app. Put in Hollywood Walk all the way to the bottom. Well, Say go to iTunes. That's where yeah, that's iTunes. where the word really is. Put in Hollywood Walk all the way to the bottom. Put five stars. Say a few kind words. Leave your name so you know we're talking to you. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Hollywood Raw Pod. We're on TikTok, Hollywood Raw. We are Facebook. Uh, we have this private Facebook group called Off the Record where we all kind of talk to each other and kind of learn. Kind of just it's just a fun group. Uh, check it out. Find me at Adam at Adam Glynn. Find Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.